Welcome to From the Red Room. In this episode, we bid a fond and temporary farewell to multiple returning guest, Charlie, as he heads on his great adventure across country to New Orleans. So let's go ahead and join the conversation already in progress because it was a, a great night and uh, we wish Charlie the very best and can't wait for his return, whether that be in the Red Room or if that be through some other means that would transmit his voice through the ether and to the Red Room. We can't wait for his return. But regardless, let's get on with the show. And then uh, in sixth grade, <clears throat> we got MTV on the, <laughs> on the regular cable. You saw that chainsaw cut through the television. It was over. It was never the Game same. Over. Game over. Rock and roll one. <laughs> Do you guys have anything you want to want to hit tonight in particular? A uh, bong. <laughs> it's uh, a, it's every night I mean, wait, wait, not what have you hit tonight? Oh, oh, what would you oh, like to hit tonight? Duh, duh. Anything, man. It's my last. I'm done with everything. I'm on my way out of town. This is it. This is the real deal. Oh, that's so. That's crazy. That's wild. It's, it's the especially real wild deal. because again, like you know, I don't. I try to live my life without regret. You know, try and look back at things and and uh, accept them for what they are. But now I'm feeling like this overwhelming like regret. I'm like, oh. You know what? Just didn't spend quite enough time with Charlie. That zero Mike has time. kept us apart for too long. You know, I, I dropped out, didn't I? A little bit. Did I? No, I was. My face was in the wrong place. Uh, yeah, I think Mike kept us apart for too long. Now you actually still come out okay, even with a little bit of waiver here and there, because you turned and you were still coming out okay. I think, I think we finally got this shit figured out. Yeah, like this. Nice. This Mike also had a bad cable. We discovered. Oh. On that last one, if you guys get a chance to listen to it, it's the Pottermouth Girls. Uh, I haven't heard it. I saw it updated today, though. And the red room of requirement if you're Harry Potter nerds. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because the guy who was sitting there, he kept just dropping out, dropping out. We were trying to figure out what – and it's a bad, it was a bad cable. So I, I think that's going to help things. Oh, I, that's so sexy. I wish I had that. I can't get, <clears throat> I can't get that low. Like, Charlie, get that nice rumble going on. Low, there. low, low. Yeah, uh, you know, copious amounts of inhaled smoke help – you know, recipe up the voice. I noticed that with uh, Kevin Smith, the early podcast of Kevin Smith. He's like, "Hi, everybody, I'm Kevin Smith," and then I was like, "Hey." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you if you give me about a week and a half of not smoking anything, uh, my voice tends to clear up. I sing like a canary, and uh, I'm all happy and full of energy and annoying to everybody normal. I had this voice in the sixth grade. <laughs> no exaggeration. Did they, did they give you shit? Like they gave oh, me yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. Again, I don't even have a deep voice. But when you come back from one of my teachers grade, jokingly nicknamed me Darth Vader. That's hard to learn. What was the Wars. comedian that's that was awesome. talking about the kid with the full girl voice? <laughs> what did he? I, mean, you... I remember a key. Maba. I remember a key and peel skit about. Uh, <laughs> I remember a key and peel skit about baby Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you as a 13-year-old with that voice would have been yeah. funny, really funny. Did you still really? have a, a growth spurt coming? Were you I did, yeah. Already? Oh, okay. So I had a junior high you growth grew into spurt. the voice. Mm-hmm. All right. Mom, I just started getting hair in strange places. What's this mean? I've got funny feelings in my underpants. <laughs> Why didn't you cut the crust off my sandwich? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, you know what the the theme to the theme I was singing earlier. As long as we got each other, I had this funny little stoned epiphany about how great a little comedy skit would be about a guy singing to his penis about <laughs> masturbating. 
you know, rain or shine, <laughs> we got each other. Do rain or shine, sleet or snow? What's the post it's office so motto? Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. So good. Uh, at least I've got you. I just it oh. just hit me as funny for that moment, man. Mm. So before I forget, I actually brought a yeah. gift into the red room for our host. Ooh. Oh. It's it's nothing too crazy, but the last time I was here, I told you about how I saw Fire Walk with me at the loft. Oh, yeah. And as it turns out, <laughs> I had an extra one of the little coffee koozie. What? what things. Oh, cool, oh dude. God. What the fuck is this? Yeah. So did I screw up dude, by not a... putting that little extra arm at no, the bottom? No, no, okay. you didn't. That's okay. a, the little arm is on the ring. All right, okay. And I almost didn't even notice it for years. But no, there's this one, and then there is it without. without. And if, okay. if you look at this, too, the these are not coming off the side. Yeah, they're di- it's a little different. It is a little different. They're coming directly off there. All right. You know, you but, could really fuck with me pretty good by just going, you know, this was the this symbol This is I actually wanted. what the- This is the <laughs> one I wanted. Yeah. I mean, you did good. It's a good table. Nice this table. is it's the a, one. This is a good, uh, you know, approximation of this. It's a good first effort. <laughs> it's a good first effort. Oh, my God. I think when you this first, I think when you first see so the symbol that in the show, that's what it is on the table. Chinese food. <laughs> Isn't it when they first actually go into the cave and the first time this symbol's actually shown, it's what's on the table opposed to what's on that? The the first time I think that you see the symbol is is on the, the map. And the map is represented uh, a couple different places. Uh, and then they find out that the origin of the map is in the Owl Cave. And that this symbol is on the post that they turn to unlock the cave that like, breaks it apart and they get in there but this is on the ring hmm. right is that what you're saying i think okay. so that is what's actually on the ring if you look really closely now, now let me ask you this because this is the thought that went through my head when charlie first sent me a picture of this table i looked at this symbol and the geometry is wrong but it kind of reminded me of what doppelganger cooper showed to darla right before he smoked her in the show Except that was a, it was a circle with smaller legs. Yeah, the when you flip the, the card yeah, the playing around, card. <clears throat> yeah, it looks almost like this, like a Spider-Man symbol, but yeah. without a lot of legs, like a, a tormented little spider, and it's just got two. And I didn't put yeah. that together until I saw the finished table. <clears throat> and we don't know what that is yet. Either. No, we don't. We saw that from Major Briggs in the little map that he left for Bobby. Yeah, spoiler, little, which they've taken like four <laughs> weeks to get to. Maybe hopefully they will this week. We'll okay, spoilers. Okay. We'll so I'm assuming that. that most of the people that are subscribed to your show already know about the table. Uh, actually, I don't know if they listen to. Uh, so. Welcome to From the Red Room. Oh, is this the beginning? Is this the... <laughs> and without further prologue, <clears throat> I'm going to steal the, the Sam show. Harris line. Let's get the show started. Hey, this is a great place to actually begin. We've been talking. We're going to let that intro stick because it's kind of sexy. <laughs> but uh, no, unless they listened to The Artist and the Turntable, they don't know about the table. And we are casting for the very first time from this this incredible Virgin here, Voyage. Virgin, Virgin Voyage, Voyage. Man. You know what? That's actually why you guys sound so good. It's because it's reverberating off of this table. Now. It's all about oh, the yeah. table. The table I mean, is bringing it home. Now. I know that we, you know, you talked about a faulty wire earlier, but if we're being honest, <laughs> it's the table. It's the the table, table really ties the podcast room together. So we will. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it though? It t- it's the voice. Oh, it makes God. the voices happy. Like I, I thank you very much for this gift. Yeah, no problem, thank you, sir. I'm gonna put it right there. Good so contribution, I can stare, sir. I can stare at it. 
Maybe I should get a bulletin board so I can start putting up things from folks who visited the room. It'd be, be kind of a fun. cool an offering. Cool, right? People bring a little, little there. Yeah, yeah, you could hey, do it. And something just got birthed again. But uh, tell us a little bit, sir, about the the birth of this because we were talking about it. You chatting about it. What gave you the inspiration? Like, you know, uh, th- I'm not gonna talk too much about it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Well, pre- well, don't talk too much. Yeah, well, this is a chance to plug your. Pro- this is a chance to plug your profession. It is too, and and yeah, it, it has been posted on the website, on the Twitter, and anyone who follows the uh, podcast will have probably bumped into it. But we're gonna post it again, and like I said, I'm gonna use this as part of the logo. Cool. Yeah, very nice. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put, change it up on there. So you know what? This would this would so be let's like hear about a. It. a Previously on the Red Room, you mm-hmm. know, and then we could cover Previously that Previously on the Red Room, on the Artisan and the Turntable. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we were, I, I had the ambition to want to make a donation to, I'm kind of dropping in and out again, My where's my voice supposed to be going? Uh, you know, I, I felt like, um, I, I don't know, I get inspired by things sometimes, and I just wanted, I thought I could make something cool that you would <laughs> like. I've been working a lot for a couple of years with uh, overlay and self-leveling concrete and making countertops. And I had not made a table with a little bit of an artist bent yet. Mm -hmm. And I was ambitious to, and this fit what I was trying to go for. And I like Mitch a lot. So I wanted to make a, when we were talking about in the past, I was talking about some of the skills and and trade craft I have. And, uh, I wanted to make a presentation of that and I wanted to do something for Mitch and I I think I kind of stumbled we collaborated and bounced some things off of each other and I think lightning struck and I did something I've never done before and I was a little bit big mixture of ambition ambition and uh, uh, anxiety and uh, previous experience and a little bit of good guesswork, and I'm really, really overjoyed with the outcome. It came out beautiful, and uh, uh, I think the thing that I keep saying about anything I work on is there are a lot more ways that this table could have come out cheesy, kitschy, gimmicky, and I think that what it ended up being and what I'm fortunate enough to say about my other work is... I tend to be able to take something like this that could easily be kitschy and deliver a, a sound quality, like nice product, a nice, happy it's medium. It's, it's, cla- it's got some class in it. Yeah, absolutely. It's very finished. And uh, it, you know, it feels it's got some texture. It feels like stone. It's got some smoothness. So you can tell it's been machined and polished. We acid stained it. I used a densifier to make it strong and kind of darken the color. Embedded some oak pieces in the center of it in the design of the owl cave from twin peaks a symbol and embedded the letters also made out of wood to pretty much represent the show the red room looks good looks great suits you man hand painted the symbols and uh cheers i'm really i'm really just happy that everybody likes it i'm really pleased with it and it, it means a lot to me because I, I, like I said, there was a lot of these things that I'd never done before, and well, it was. Uh, it'll be an eternal. Uh, you'll have it you know, for a long time, man. Yeah, yeah hopefully forever. Forever. It'll be the last thing you see before you <laughs> keel over and die. You'll be like the red room, red room. Oh. 
Charlie, you're so talented. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Unfortunately, now that is going to be it. <laughs> I knew this guy. He made tables. He was great. As I'm going out, that's what's going to be going through my head. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's spectacular. And, and we'll post some more pictures. And uh, hopefully anyone uh, out there... Uh, you know, in hearing distance, driving distance, that uh, we could maybe even invite on at some point, you could actually see it because in pictures, really, we'll never do it quite the justice. And and here's it's really something. Here's the rule I'll tell you: I love custom work because I think there's something about having a piece of anything that is 100% one of a kind. Mm, this is. So if yeah. you do hear about this and check out the pictures, and you love what you see, and you can tell. Uh, that it's a good product, then just know I'm I'm cutting out again. Are you? Yeah, I just no, faded. You're, good. you're fine. I just don't hear myself in my own headphones. I see you're fine. Okay, so uh, <laughs> you know, if it, just know I'm not making this table again. <laughs> this 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 you is you like it too bad. One this is guy. Mitch's table. I hope you like it. If you want me to make something similar, uh, that's fine. You can reach out to me and we'll figure it out. But. This is a one-of-a-kind thing. Scale it down. Make the man some coasters. I could do that. <laughs> I could send you some coasters, man. Coasters? I never even thought about that. I that's, could send you some coasters. Look at this idea man over here. But I waxed this yeah. thing so you wouldn't need it. If you notice, look, you'll see like <laughs> the water's beating. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Quality. Yeah, so pretty, pretty happy and happy to... Uh, a lot of friends of mine ha- know that when I... When, um, when I really give a shit about you at all, I'll put my my sweat equity into you. You know, it sounds it's kind of dirty, but no, I mean I'll, I'll put I'll make something. I'll go to your home. I help out. You know, I get involved, and it was nice to be able to do this. I'm about to leave. I'm at the end of my run in Tucson for real this time. Uh, I've been talking about it for like a few weeks, and uh, I'm finally here. And to be able to kind of, you know cross all the T's and dot all the I's and, and this is one of those T's I really wanted to cross so I'm really glad I got it done until he comes back in about three weeks for the fantasy football draft that's <laughs> true I will be back for fantasy football oh my god like, that's one thing that you guys all share that you know I, I just am not there but I, I support you and I, I'm glad you guys get joy out of it <laughs> you know man it's, there, there's a reason why my team name is the Apathy Coalition yeah you, there's a mixed <laughs> bag of people who care about different elements of okay what fantasy football presents it's not a it's like you can have groups of dudes that are all jocks and into football and it's all about the football uh for us it's a mixture of guys who are uh, mike and i care about the football brando cares less about the football but brando for instance is more there to kind of keep in the mix with all of us friends you know sure and it's a way for us to keep in touch especially when we're far away i mean we're it's a so reason you can do to this talk. Fantasy football across the country. Yeah, because it's mostly online. You know, it's mostly done by a website, or, and you know, everybody has an app in their phone. And every week, you're pitted against one of your friends, and you're making trades with your friends, and you're competing against them during the whole season. It's fun, and people talk trash. You know, and it's a uh, it's nice, friendly banter, and it's good to have a reason to get around everybody. If anybody wants to have a good idea of what playing fantasy football with charlie is like go to youtube search dude perfect fantasy football stereotypes he meets half of them (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about 
you're gonna watch that video and you will understand what I mean. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, note of that. I'm gonna put the link in the description of the podcast. Yeah, so I don't know if that's right. true. I think it's conjecture. You also meet half of their Madden stereotypes. <laughs> I'm competitive. I like football. What do you that's want from fine. me? That's fine. It's okay. You know what? He's actually a really interesting combination of artist and and the jock stuff. Yeah, you, you know, which, know. And, and no offense to the jocks. You know, like not my, at all. My, all my all my friends and family all into the sports, but like you got some rock and roll and some artists, mm-hmm. and then you got some of that competitive jock thing going yeah, on. Yeah, do. And that's not a normal combination. It's not. It's kind of rare. I don't think Brad is going to argue that I'm not normal. Oh, really? We <laughs> actually have a pretty good story about <laughs> uh, how. Ooh, I want a story. Let's hear a story. Let's. As yeah, Brad, tell a story. Let's tell a story. It's a pretty good story about our fantasy football league. Oh, that and I went back to back in two different <laughs> fantasy leagues. Nobody gives a shit. You are a fantasy whore. Did I tell you that everything in my life this year has gone great since I went back to back? Can we kill his mic in December? Yeah, let me just. Right. It'll, yeah, it'll just die anyway. So okay, so story time. Um, you know, in fantasy football, you typically just argue back and forth to make trades, debate it, and you do it online, and that's it. It's done. Now, when we were in New Orleans for Charlie's wedding. <laughs> I know it's, uh, it's there was a, <laughs> that's a good story. A mutual friend, a woman I was dating at the time, named Sharon, lovely woman. She was in our league. We also had someone in our league. He was an interesting guy. Lovingly, let's, we'll refer to him as Mur- Ginger. No, no, no. I was going to oh, say Muriel? let's refer to him as Muriel. Muriel, sorry, Muriel, because he He's nearly Muriel. died at Muriel's yeah. at Jackson Muriel. Square that night. Oh, so, can I describe Muriel for your story when you're ready? You, you know what? Cue me in. I. I think I'm ready. Okay. Go okay. right ahead. Describe so, Muriel. Okay, just to kind of give you a reference on who this person is, and everybody's known somebody like this in their lives. Uh, Muriel is a guy that... Uh, M- Muriel is a guy who is in denial about his uh, drinking problem and also the fact that he has uh, diabetes. Hilariously bad combination. And so he will just not take care of himself and, and cause a lot of issues. And uh, I had a, a different friend that we used to refer to when he would cross a threshold of, of drunk. We ceased <laughs> calling him one name and started calling him Seth. And that's because, and this is what Muriel is. Muriel is the separate alter ego of, uh, of uh, yeah, okay. So the separate alter ego of Muriel. And uh, that's, this guy had no control and no discipline and no consideration. And uh, he would just go and get himself into a bad scenario with what he ate and drank because he had no control. And no he he basically used the fact that he had an insulin pump yeah, to do whatever the hell he wanted. Yeah, and there were Diet, that was his know, backup, nu- yeah. nutrition wise. And there, and there were times where that didn't work, and you know we we were worried about him slipping into some sort of trance. So at the night of Charlie's rehearsal dinner at Muriel's at Jackson Square, one of the best meals of my life. Wonderful evening. Your bride looked lovely. You looked all right. I looked terrible. <laughs> I straight up looked terrible. Our friend Muriel decided to go way overboard. And if I discovered that he was just missing eventually. So, okay, you know, whatever. He's gonna, you know, he's a grown man. He'll do what he wants. Not really my concern. I have to go to the bathroom. So, walk back there, open the door, and there's Muriel laying on the floor, sweating. Just a dis- just disgusting amount of sweat going on. And uh, another friend of ours who was trying to trying to help him out. 
A really good friend of ours. A really good friend of ours. A really sweet girl. Muriel did not deserve this. No. Uh, no. So basically, he just really overdid it. And he... I want to qualify that. Sorry. I want to qualify that. So the the, the thing is, is I, I got married in New Orleans where I'm moving to. And it was a great, fun uh, event. We spread it out over a few days. And we kind of kept it in the quarter. If you've ever been to New Orleans, the French Quarter is this very old, very fun, very interesting area of the city, of the world. And uh, Muriel has never been outside of where he has lived his whole life in Tucson. I believe you're absolutely correct there. And so dropping him in the middle of a city where (laughs) it's legal to walk down the street drinking uh, and, and they measure the distance between bar A and bar B in beer, like how many beers you consume. So if you say... Hey, I really love that city. Yeah, so they're I've like, how, how do I get to uh, Ryan's Pub? Oh, Ryan's Pub, that's going to be about a four-beer walk. Oh, my God. <laughs> from what I can remember of my, that vacation, it was a pretty amazing city, from what I can remember. <laughs> yeah. there was a, everything, there's, a, there's a lot of good stories from that, but but generally speaking, this guy was so excited, and, and, and I don't blame him, okay, but you combine the lack of, of any kind of mature control concerning your health. Sure with these exciting new frontier and he's out in the city all night all day in the heat you know Uh, and then coming back more drinking more eating of rich food rich french cooking and that's where he was at he wasn't just kitting it hard at this one event he had been going for 24 hours and he hit the place and it just was a brick wall for him and uh you know so I'll add some more in the minute. Go ahead, Brando. Sorry, go ahead. So basically, when I noticed him in the bathroom, and I forget how it came to this, but he asked us to go back to the townhome we were staying at and get his, his backpack. He had his diabetic supplies in there. Okay, well, I don't want somebody to die at this rehearsal dinner, so let's go. That's good of you. The woman, my old girlfriend, Sharon and myself, we decided to hoof it back to the townhouse, which was, a what, maybe three miles? No, dude, half a mile. Half a mile? Well, on those <laughs> shitty, shitty French Quarter streets in brand, in brand new, very nice, not broken in, broken in dress shoes, it felt like a goddamn eternity. I could see in the dress shoes, but I just think the conversation would have been funny if you would have been like, what is it, about three miles? I was like, about half a mile. You're like, let's call it two. <laughs> in my defense, I'd been drinking that night, too. So we go back there. We get his backpack, and for some god unknown reason, I don't understand diabetes too well. I don't have it. I take care of myself. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> He goes into his backpack, gets some Smarties, and eats those. Okay, whatever. All right. It doesn't seem to help out too much. So eventually one of Charlie, I believe one of Charlie's relatives shows up with a pickup truck. And we basically hoisted him up onto our shoulders and walked him out of the restaurant. That was me, dude. That was you? Yeah. I went and got the truck. Like he said, what he can remember. What I can remember. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I didn't want anything to go wrong. I mean, basically the guy's in the bathroom, incoherent. Sweating balls, shaking a little bit, shaking. We don't know what's going to happen. He's crying, and and so when he comes clear, he sees me in the bathroom and's like, "I'm so sorry," and he's bawling and not in a good place. And I, and I want to. I, it's easy to make fun of the guy because I was kind of pissed at him at the time. I, I'm not pissed at him now, but a handful, and and it's happening at a rehearsal yeah. dinner, and it's drawing a lot of uh like people who are important to me to go and take care of him. And to be fair. They were great. Brando, Sharon, they were great. They they really took care of him and, and you know, 
that's where the story's going, I know. But yeah, I went and got the truck. I got yeah, my brother in law's truck and threw him in the back and drove you guys back and then went back to the rehearsal dinner. So once we got him back to the townhouse, I think it was Mike and Sharon that decided to stay with him. Yeah. And the rest of us went back out. All fan, all pigskin tango fantasy football I, league legends. I tried to talk her out of it to come out with us and have some fun, but she's a better person than I am. Lovely woman. She is definitely a better person than you are. And in his diabetic coma stupor, as repayment, she ended up getting a trade for Rob Gronkowski for some, some third-string no-name quarterback on her roster. I think it was a fair deal. In this situation, it was a fair deal. <laughs> so basically, her helping him not die got her a very good fantasy football draft. The, the best I tight was, end. That, the that, best that tight might end. have been that might have been the moment where I fell in love with her. The and we we and I'm and I was the commissioner. I and so at the time we're sitting there ho- like honing out this deal while this guy's <laughs> like hammered. I like you know what I'm sick. I'm pissed at him, and he definitely deserves to pay a price. Uh, you know, and she looks at his roster, and she's a big, she's a big Rob Gronkowski fan. And so we're like, let's make this trade happen. You know, I think you have a, a square deal here. Yeah. So yeah. she gave him like some cheesy like Danny Whitehead fucking player. Yes, like a nobody. Nobody. Not 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 at that season, at least nobody. Yeah. And and she ended up with Rob Gronkowski. So proud of her. Pretty good. Yeah, my my wife has won that league. And whipped everyone legit, like knows her stuff, right? It's a competitive league for everybody who plays. It gets wheelie dealy. And so, you know, to the point where if I make any trade, everybody says, don't deal with the devil. Do not. <laughs> okay. Deal now, with the devil. completely matter of factly, the last three years, if I make a trade, one of the players I trade will get injured for the rest of the season. And I always dump him about a week before it happens. I don't You're mean to do it. You're basically the fantasy football equivalent of Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I am, yes. Or, or you could go with Jay Cutler on that one, too. Nah, Fitzpatrick. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, uh, so... It's fun. It's fun to wheel and deal. It and, sounds you know, like a lot of fun. I like the social aspect of it. It sounds really and great. And you don't have to like know. way over my head. But you don't need to know the, the sport necessarily. Mm. Like Brooke won. The year she won, she was more into reading little articles and, and learning what the statistics were. Mm-hmm. And, and she was working overnights. So she would read stuff. She'd hear me. Talking at the television about football players like there was 10 people there, you know, I'd be like, oh, man, that guy looks good. I'm going to check him out, right? Yeah, I'm going to check him out. And she'd be like writing that name down. And then two days later, I'd go to see if he was available and she would have snagged him. Uh, and I'm like, that's dirty pool. Smart lady. That's dirty pool. On the flip side, I'd wake up on Sunday mornings, check the app. Oh, is there an open spot or is somebody hurt? Swap it out. All right, I'm done. Yeah, you know he likes to play this card. Time to go to the TV. But and watch let me the tell Minnesota you something. Vikings let me down again. The 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 draft party is always fun. We always get together with everybody, have a good time. People Never maybe haven't seen again. each other. You know what I think? I accidentally ran into you guys on a on a draft night. At I think Fox you did. Yeah, did. you did. I, I don't know why I was there. I was there with some you other did. friends, and I bumped into you guys. I was like, "What the? I know all these people. What are they doing?" Right. And it's fun, man. Yeah, I mean, like, like you, you, you name your teams. Like, I've had all you, you try to be. Do they have like fantasy cheerleading? Can I just do that? You could. Do I have to, like, it'd be funny as hell. I'll do that. Or we kind of like, need a taco. Show? How about that? I don't know what that means. I just, I just want to, like, 
cheer you on. <laughs> so there was a there was a comedy show on FX called The League, and the league was really taking a, a, a glimpse of kind of what we're referencing here and these grown adults that are lawyers and whatnot. Similar to the story he told in the first episode, these two buddies who are both attorneys are talking inside of a jail cell with one of the people who just got arrested that one of the lawyers is supposed to be representing, right? They're going back and forth in legal jargon. They're trying to hash out what this guy's going to get, whether he should uh, plead guilty or not. And then out of nowhere, a fantasy football draft comes up and they start talking about how they're going to trade this guy's the way they're going to litigate and how the process is going to go <laughs> for and involve it with a fantasy football trade. All right. So you get this show is about making fun of the fact that grown people do this and how they do yeah. it. And it's, and it's true. It does happen like that. Right. Um, we had in the show, there was a guy, there's a guy named taco, a character that character played by John Bajoli. John. Yeah. I, don't I, know, I don't know how to pronounce his name. name, right? But that's his name. I just don't know a, if I'm saying it right. He's a comedian, musician, very funny, mm-hmm. uh, some really good humor. But he plays this really off the deep end stoner, vagrant, hipster kind of guy who doesn't care about fantasy football at all. But he does get involved to kind of just be around his bros, right? So one of the things this guy does is when one of the guy's wives gets involved with fantasy football and starts winning he starts writing songs about her being a badass. And one of the songs he writes is called vaginal hubris. And so he starts and they say, and that was one of the conversations of the show. Like they're talking to her and they're like, are you really that confident? Or do you think this is a little bit more vaginal hubris? You know? And so it, the, he's sitting there playing an acoustic guitar and he's like vaginal hubris, vaginal hubris. I, I think the, according uh, to my vag, all you pussies are useless. <laughs> I think the the question that was posed to Jenny was, is this confidence in your pussy or is it vaginal hubris? That's right. Is it confidence in your pussy or is it vaginal hubris? Right. It was pretty good. And he writes these long winded songs about it that are hilarious. And they're just there. to He's just there to fuck everybody else's shit up, really. And drink three penis wine. Three penis wine. Yeah. I was on board until that. I was gonna say, I'll, I'll, fill that, I'll, fill, I'll fill that role. No problem. Yeah. No, no. But, you don't need to drink three penis wine. I don't know it's fine. That is. It's a joke, okay. but it's it's just it's really one of those things that does mirror how it is. You know, we during the year we're talking trades for like, hey, man, will you come and replace that outlet? I don't know. You got a running back. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> need a running back. Right. Yeah, <laughs> this like, is where the apathy coalition takes a step back. Right. Yeah. I, I have to live up to my name. See, Brando's got it figured. If he starts winning, he cares a lot. Once he starts losing, he's like, I don't really give a shit, man. I don't care. I'm just not. Just here to play, man. It doesn't matter. That's how it is. And good plan. I got browbeaten to coming back into the league. Oh, (laughs) browbeaten. Were you. I took a little time. Coerced. Did you take some time? I took some time. That's fine. That's good. I just wanted to sit down and watch my team lose on Sunday. Not have to spend time reading articles and making sure my lineup was set. I, I it just. Eh. But you know what happened is you left and I went back to back and you're like that can't happen. You I got to make you it owe harder. Sharon a big thank you. I do owe Sharon a big thank you, but mm-hmm. she's smarter than you are. She got you to do the right thing. Uh, she is smarter <laughs> than I am. That is true. <laughs> so yeah, we enjoy it. Because I, I've I got involved. I didn't really ever. Uh, I got into football way late. 
really. I mean, I've always enjoyed it, but I wasn't mm-hmm. as much as a nut about it until maybe 10 years ago. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I got into it with a few other friends from Minnesota, and uh, it was a great way to keep in touch with those guys. Mm-hmm. And I have good friendships with them. I started a league here and wanted to keep everybody sort of doing stuff together. Yeah. And that worked. You get together and you watch uh, football on Sunday, it's it's different when it's interactive in some fashion, right? Sure. Because then, you know, if if I didn't have fantasy football in my head or playing it, I and I know this is a boring conversation, but I would probably only watch the Saints play football and then I would like watch highlights at the end of the day and I would do other shit, right? Yeah. If I watch it's so nice. If I watch Minus any game part. if I watch any game, uh I have more than likely a player in that game that I'm wanting to do good. Uh, and so Yeah, okay. I you know, it. and so you can imagine when it's if I'm sitting in front of Mike, uh specifically Mike cuz it's fun to win with Mike uh against Mike. So you know, it's it's one of those where if I'm going to win or if I see somebody do something great, I can look at Mike in the face and be like, "Yeah, you know, like what? I made that decision." You know, like really <laughs> excited. Or if he's somewhere else, I, you know, I'll text him or Whatever, like you know what just happened, right? Yeah, and he does the same thing. I wish there was fantasy rock band. Oh, that be <laughs> listen. There's so many fantasies, it's weird, but Don't, like there are a lot. Of but do you can play fantasy golf if you want? I you have can. no idea how the hell that works. I wouldn't do but it, but I know it exists. Okay. I just yeah. like the idea of community from a uh, from afar. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, it, like Brando, as good of a friend as he is, the reason I don't call him all the time is I lived with him long enough to know he's not the kind of bro you're going to get on the phone and talk to for any lengthy period of oh, time. Oh, I'm my BFF, Charlie. I haven't talked to you in two days. Hey, What's going to? on? What's going on, bro? You know, and those conversations will happen from time to time. What are you thinking about? <laughs> right. And I have, I have people. Have for lunch? I have friends of mine like that, right? Where we can get on the phone and start talking like we do in podcasts. We're having like mm-hmm. a discussion. That's not this dude. He wants to get off the fucking phone. He doesn't, <laughs> he's not into it, right? And I and I can talk for a long time on the phone and mm-hmm. in, in, at a, in person or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, I know him, and I don't really need that affirmation. So you know, I don't need to call him and be like, Brandon, do you still love me? <laughs> I just. I think those are the best friendships. That's you know, that's fantastic. Yeah. The, the people that have maintained in my life over the years are those 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 kinds of friendships. I mean, I have a, and they're, they're very, they vary from friend to friend, of course, but. There are people that I don't talk to for like a whole year or something, and right. then we we reconnect, and it's like no time has passed, and you have this great because it's enduring and it's beyond just I talked to you yesterday or I saw you on Facebook. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. you know, you talk it's no, I get well, that. and the face that. the Facebook thing is kind of I never got into it, and so I've missed out on I guess on years of it. I need to try to you're tip, not missing out on much. I need to tip my toe back into social media. I'm not sure Facebook, but it, I always felt like. Um, once I started noticing anybody where I'd look at how often they were updating stuff or how their pictures were, and I felt like there was a, 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 a concerted effort to say, to kind of um, main, like a mold the narrative of what you're seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a PR element to how some sure. people fashion. They're, they're on. They're, they're, they've got a... I don't want to say a facade, but right, they're, they're right. on. And look, and, like, and maybe I, I don't for. understand it completely, so sure. I'll, I'll hesitate to cast total judgment. But 
I don't, I'm not that person. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to post that picture. I look terrible. You know what I mean? I don't want to be, that's not going to look good. Yeah, I, I just, I, I wouldn't do you it. You never look bad. See, I have a kind of a similar thing with Facebook, but, uh, geez, um, a friend of mine on Facebook today posted something weird about, OMG, I've been so busy lately. I haven't had time to get stuff done. Time to be a productive, time to have a productive weekend. Who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I want so to. So every, yeah. na- every now and then, I'll get a thought in my head, maybe an article I want to share, a picture. Maybe I'll post this on Facebook. And then I'll stop and think, who really gives a shit? I don't know and if that, I that's just that. my yeah. That's just my 33 going on 65 view of social media. Who really cares? I don't know who I'm telling. Like, if I, if I were on a group, I mean, as stupid as it sounds, if I were in a Facebook group that was our fantasy football league, I'd post to it often. Right, because you know who you're talking to. Right, I'm like, oh, I'm talking to those talking to, who cares? those eleven guys, and we're all talking about this, and ha ha yeah. ha. And, and I know that people can engineer it like that, but the idea that I would be sending it out into the world, like Starbucks was great, <laughs> fucking days going well, gonna kick ass, <laughs> woo! Hashtag you know? no filter. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, I mean, I, I mean, and then deep thoughts thing is kind of tricky because I'm, I'm all for engaged conversation, but I'm, I'm. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to fight arguments on Facebook with people, sure. you know, over views or anything. You should check out uh, that Google Plus business. I should. Uh, because it does have actually some pretty cool stuff. And I'm not like I'm not a proponent of social media. Particularly. So when did Google I hire try. you, man? I'm not really sure. <laughs> Do they own the Red Room now they or are you in the process of selling you it? You own more per- of the Red per- Room. Than perfect me. example. Post right here. <laughs> How did it get to be 1230 a.m.? Did my wife just post that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, an old an old coworker. Uh, <laughs> I'll see the earth turns. Time it passes <laughs> and oh. it moves in one direction. So, if you guys don't talk on a day to day basis necessarily, what is it you think that's really you're gonna miss most uh, with this guy out of town? Like, hmm. what impacts you immediately? The soft touches on the shoulder. Besides that, just let it happen. You know, I had a good thought in my mind, but then you just had to ruin it. <laughs> it distracted you with the soft touch on the shoulder. You no, know, what what I'm gonna miss the most is if I need something, if I need to go somewhere, have a drink, and talk something out with someone that I trust. He's not going to be there. He'll be on the phone. I'll be on the phone. Always we can re- Facetime. Always reachable. No, we can't. You don't have an you don't have an iPad. Oh, phone, yeah, right. whatever. Join the dark side. <laughs> I bought AirPods today. Oh, oh you did. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna need a review from you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, give give me a couple days. I'm, I'm liking right. it so far. Okay, but okay. what? I, but I, I'll miss being able to go meet him at a bar. <laughs> AirPods. Go to the house. Shush. Don't talk shit until you've tried them. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm more about the blue, the Bose Bluetooth. I, I can pick those up. I don't make that kind of money. Uh, <laughs> the what? AirPods. You're talking about the AirPods. Yeah, you're talking about the Bose Bluetooth. You're, you're talking Bose. Dude, I love Bose. Yeah, but, but I can't afford Bose. Yeah, you they're ch- probably cheaper than your AirPods. Well, shit. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. All right, go on. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll miss being able to seek counsel from someone that I trust in s- tough situations in life, which sure. thankfully I don't run into too often. I have a lot of first world problems, but nothing serious. Uh, he'll always be there by phone, but it won't be the same. Yeah, I'm a good life coach. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Unfortunately, he is correct. Is that why my life has been going off track because we've been separated and I haven't had you there to coach? It's true. I it's mean, I can't. True. I didn't make it that way, man. It's falling in place. You know, we were going to have Mike here uh, via Skype, and we haven't got that quite set up yet. But we're going to uh, as soon as possible because Charlie's going to be across town, across the country, rather. All right, let's all hey, take a Mike? Mike? Let's take a moment. Let's all okay. take thirty seconds and each say "I" thirty times so we feel like Mike's here. <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We love Mike. I miss him. I wish you were here. Yeah. I haven't seen Mike Snake in a long time. Did you say you haven't seen Mike Snake in so a long time? So Mike is. A, Do you not know about the name Mike Snake? He had. He educate him, please. Oh my! I'm shocked. Mitch doesn't know this. So tell me a little bit about Mike's Snake. It's not as porno- <laughs> it's, it's, not as, it's not as pornographic as it sounds. No, sure. it's not. Well, no. then never mind. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> no, no. It's basically a hundred percent a white snake ripoff because he likes white snake. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just we, we for years he would show up and and if if anybody made one loose white snake reference, he'd be like, "Oh, I love that song. White snake was great." Didn't oh, he? You're really good at that. That's you actually like got that inflection just right. Yeah, I mean, he, he just <laughs> he would get really into it, and so we just started calling him Mike Snake. And that's the thing I never got to experience with you. I never got to do some karaoke with you. Oh man, we. You, she, know? I, you know what? Let's go Monday. I'll go tomorrow. Let's go <laughs> tonight. Know, I don't care. That's funny because one of the first times I met Mitch was at the Royal Sun karaoke. I didn't know him too well. He decided my name was going to be Kai that night. <laughs> Kai. And I uh, K A I yeah. I got to see Mitch just totally kill in a good way one of my favorite Black Sabbath songs. So hey. I knew Mitch was a good guy. Oh, thanks. When yes, was this? When actually, was this? The, the Royal Sun. What is that? That that best Western oh, over on okay. Stone. I think it's called the Royal Sun. I got to tell you, Mitch. Yeah. During the heyday of William Shatner Overdrive, <laughs> our rock band band. Yes, yes, yes the yes. rock band. There band. were plenty of times Mike would try to pull off uh, an on I mean a many different songs. That he would then not pull off, and then say, "Mitch does this song better. You should hear him do it." Oh, yep. thanks. Oh, that's, that's true. Touching. It's true. What was <laughs> what was the Aussie song that he would? Nib. Yes, that's right. That's my jam. <laughs> yes, he would every Satan's I, love song. Gotta love I it. have heard about your skills on that song so often. We need to have. Maybe we need to do a WSO, little Bill Shatner overdrive, <laughs> get rip, rip out a concert. My Xbox is gone. The songs are gone. Oh, yeah. What can't you? No, don't they stay with your? Oh, that was that Sonic Death Monkey. You're still Sonic Death Monkey. No, I am on. I am on PlayStation. Although, I'm actually not because I created that gamer tag when I was still recovering from retinal re- reattachment surgery, and the vision wasn't too well. And I was giving a coworker my my name. It's like, yeah, add me. We'll play something. Add me. I can't find you. I can't find you. Oh, it wasn't Sonic Death Monkey. I fucked up. It's Sony. S-O-N-I-E Death Monkey. Can't change that. <laughs> <laughs> that is not cool. It's not like I really play the thing anymore. It's no big deal, but... But yeah, you were supposedly the best. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we never... You, yeah, we used to rip it up, man. I would get really into some Foo Fighters, and then everybody would make me sing Duran Duran. He and, ruined uh, the Foo Fighters for me. Duran Duran? Oh, like I the, can... The, the spread... Of genres is mind boggling. Oh man, I can hit some Earth Wind Fire in there. Some James Brown. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, rock band got eclectic. Yeah, no, it absolutely did. They would have me sing Tom Sawyer, and then they would have me sing Duran Duran. Those were the most requested ones for me. 
Good songs. They were good songs. Yeah. And I was, I was able to hit Have those you notes. seen the movie uh, Sing Street? No. Never heard of it. Oh, my God. Did you guys see Once? Mm. Not, the, not the Disney crossover movie. What about Begin Again? I did see Begin Again. Did you? Oh, yeah, 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 it was good. <laughs> it's like that one I saw. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I love that movie. That director, writer, uh, did a couple other movies, and his, his movie following Begin Again is called Sing Street. And if you want to okay. see an incredibly charming, touching yeah, sorry. Oh my All god, for I it. love that movie. It's fantastic. But they they have a lot of Duran Duran. It takes place in the eighties. This cool. kid makes a little band. Oh, you'll yeah, love it. I love it. Check it out. I love it. It's it's great. yeah. I mean, eighties were eighties music is big for. But I mean, I, I do. I listen to a lot of British eighties. Level forty two. If that sounds familiar, love level forty two. Mm. Um, but you Front know, two forty two. Did you ever listen to Front two forty two? I listened to many many songs, sir. I wish we could. We should have more time yeah, to karaoke. Have. It's not like. Well, Mike kept us apart for too long, tonight. Mitch. We've said it over and over. It's Mike's fault. So, what are you gonna miss out of t- when you leave the dirty tea? What What is on the regular on the regular that you're gonna miss? Uh, I'm gonna miss uh, I, well, a lot. Aside from your boys. Well, I think it starts with Mexican food. Probably, I miss. Um, I'm gonna miss Mosaic Cafe Salsa. I'm gonna miss. Uh, That's that business up there on uh, La Choya and Ina. Is that the one? Yes. There's yeah. another one on Silver Bell and Grant. I think. Yes, there is. That's the original. Yeah. Both are delicious. Very good. That's Mosaic Cafe in Tucson, Arizona. Yes. Hit us with a gift. Mosaic Cafe and Mosaic Cafe <laughs> Dose. Both Their are delicious. Food is artwork. <laughs> and then uh, I'm gonna miss Nico's. Gotta say it. Shout out to Nico's. Hell of a Tucson staple. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that when you move to a new city and you wake up one morning and you're driving around, not really thinking about it too much, and you're just wanting a California burro from Nico's. Oh, California. And you cannot find any place to buy a breakfast burrito in the entire city that you're in, you start to panic. (laughs) You start to panic and you start not knowing what to do and you start feeling like maybe you made a lot of bad choices in your life. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss uh, Nico's. Uh, I, 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 Nico's I tomorrow to morning the, in honor of you tomorrow morning. I can Nico's. relate to the Mexican food thing. I was stuck out in Ashburn, Virginia for in, for two weeks for work. For those that don't know, Ashburn, Virginia is where people that work in D.C. move to to save money. So I was at a, uh, you know, a mediocre hotel in this city with my coworkers and this, what we call the compound, is literally surrounded by million-dollar townhomes. On the drive to work in our 15-passenger van, we were get we would get passed by Audi R8s, a Ferrari, the occasional Lamborghini, Aston Martin. Those people don't eat breakfast burritos. Really, uh, really makes you realize your place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And what is that place? But Come the, on, the it's biggest, not about uh, that. But what really sucked about that trip? Not for sale. No That's food. my place. Not for sale. There is no Mexican food in that part of Virginia. You got Taco Bell. Heathens. And that is not Mexican Heathens. food. Heathens. That is not Mexican food. I don't care what Mike says. You know what they call that? Trump country. They do. Whoa. Is that what they call it? <laughs> what do you mean that you don't care what Mike says? Does Mike argue for there being Mexican food in Virginia? No. Mike argues that Taco Bell is good food. Good. Pardon me. Good Mexican food. Get him on the phone. Yeah. Call him right now. Let's call, <laughs> just call him. Let's, just, let's do an experiment right yeah, now. Let's, let's just see, see if we can make this work. Call that guy. Let's see if it happens. And see what happens. If you put it on speaker and put it in front of the microphone. I'll tell you what's going to happen right now. He's going to deny and just, and just say it's good fast food. <laughs> no, just just call up and ask him, hey, man, like, uh, if, 
you know, how how are you gonna ask him? Hey, Mike. We're calling you live from the Red Room. Live from the Red Room. Honored. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we wanted to kind of pick your brain about something. Is it okay if we just refer to you by your common name, Mike Snake? All right, Mike Snake, we're we're hearing uh, rumors from TMZ that you once said that Taco Bell was good food. Taco Bell is delicious, man. Taco Bell is delicious food. Now, would you say it's authentic Mexican delicious food? Would you say it's authentic and Mexican? Well, uh, speaking as somebody who's not authentic or Mexican. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got it, got it, got it. So Taco Bell is great food. Brando would like to challenge this conclusion. Really? Yeah. You're being recorded, okay. by the way. You're coming off pretty clear, actually. Yeah, it's surprising. Works out very well. Hi, everybody. Hi, Mike. Hey, what's out there? Nothing. Are you going to be able to get out here? I think that why you want to contribute. Are you comfortable? We can talk for a while. We can have you right here with us. Oh, uh, we're jerks. We'll put Amanda on. Let's at least have her yeah, like, I mean, say, hello. To get exactly. her to say hello. Yeah, exactly. Say hello, too. Hi, yeah. Amanda. Where is she? Is she there? Are you getting her on? I don't know. You guys keep cutting out a little bit. Oh. Well, I think because you pushed the, the, the phone to your face. I put the phone too close to my face. Can you hear me now? That's better. We were seeing if you could get Amanda on here, too, just for a moment so we could record her. Hey, Amanda, you want to talk to the guys? No, she doesn't want to be recorded. Okay. Fair enough. All right. We tried to have as much fun with it as we could. We just wanted to wish you... Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Hey, uh... Give us like a, a farewell wishing for uh, Charlie on this podcast before he, uh, you know, hightails it across the country to Nolans. To Nolans? Well, uh, Charlie, you know, it's been a great honor being friends with you. Thank you. And I wish you and your wife all the best. You're not going to stop being friends. And expect me to come crash there sometime. Yeah, please do. When Amanda kicks you out, you've got a place to stay. That's right. Bring her too. I mean, if you can convince her to come, I mean, I, you know, she wants to. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> she, can, she can take him out there, drop him off, and leave him there. We wish you were here, man. We were, we were hoping we could we get do. you here, but we were all missing you, so we had to call you. Yeah, and I'll see you here in a couple of days, either way. But still, we wish we could do it together. Sorry, we missed our chance, buddy. Thank you for picking up. Have a good night. All right, buddy. Bye. Uh, Yeah, that came out all right. Yeah, I I was. I got sidetracked. Yeah, I'm gonna miss. uh, I'm gonna miss the mountain. I live about like right down the street from. uh, What What is the mountain? Is it the? It's not. What is that mountain? Catalina Mountains. Is it the Catalinas? Sure. Yeah. So it's. I live really near and. I can see it from my backyard, and it's I've loved it since I first set eyes on it. And uh, I love it when it rains and the clouds come in over it and kind of hide the peaks. I like it when it's in the winter and it snows up there, but it's only, 
you know, 70 degrees down where I'm at. I'm going to miss wearing shorts and T-shirts all year long. Uh, I'm going to miss uh, I'm going to miss the smell of like after monsoon season. And it's it's like cool. And there's that cool owls are going crazy outside and you can have that weird desert clean smell, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm going to miss the little the tops of uh, I'm all, you know, I'm not from here. I've never stopped being fascinated by uh, plants that have a spire that shoots out of the middle of them <laughs> once a year, 12 feet tall, and then a bunch of flowers pop up. Uh, and, the, you know, same thing with uh, uh, saguaro cactuses that are have the flower blooms. I'm, I'm going to miss all that strangeness. You know, New Orleans is, is a new place for me to live as an adult, but I grew up in those areas, always around those areas. It's not really, I'm not excited to go mow grass. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, I'm going to miss a lot of people here and I'm going to miss a lot of what uh, I've gotten used to and just being access to places. This the ability to go to Vegas or Denver or L.A. or San Francisco fairly cheap. Portland. Love <clears throat> Portland. Uh, I have a lot of friends in those states. You know, uh, I'm sure I'll discover things that I'll sure. travel to and other places to enjoy. But, you know. I, I have a really special connection to this place. It's like I tell my wife, I you know, I I'm sentimental about it because I started here knowing nobody. Ended up spending almost twenty years here, building up a really close knit group of family clan friends and meeting my wife here. You know, so it's like of course I'm gonna love this place, you know. And there's some there's an there's a there's a tough ruggedness to uh, this area of Arizona that I don't think is easily found. You know, you got a bunch of very um, active people who tend to be fairly level-headed around here, you know, and I think that that's not, it's pretty evident pretty quickly, you know, and I didn't expect Tucson to be as um, much of a foodie place, as much of a, uh, the downtown, the way it's developed has become, you know, a, a, much more diverse, much more <clears throat> cosmopolitan, and and much more um, uh, artsy than I had expected. So it's but it's without nice. like the pretense, right? Though. Much it, more it, comfortable. This is, this is an incredibly comfortable, much more comfortable, but diverse. And I yes. like the, the the art scene here. And we, it's hard, it's, when you say art scene or artsy, it always kind of has this like pretension to it. But you know, it's a it's a great little town. It's it very really ca- yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I think it's one of those. I, I knew a guy from Alaska once in college who had told me endlessly how great Alaska was and I had never been. And this is before there were documentaries and people buying homes in Alaska on television (laughs) shows. Uh, So only thing I thought of Alaska was what you would intuitively think is big ice rock. And it looked like Hoth from star Wars. And why would you ever live there? Right. Polar bear will kill you. Tauntauns. That's why. Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) And, And this guy would say, yeah, that's what, he goes, that's what people in Alaska want you to think so you don't move there. He goes, is it? <laughs> and, and it was and he was being serious. He was yeah. like, he's like, we we love it there and we don't want anybody to move don't. up there. And, and, well, that's kind of selfish. But and it's and I've <laughs> seen that from different places like Oregon. Yeah. Oregon likes to keep to themselves. Right. And, and they don't tell well, the people. secrets out on Oregon. It is like, now. No, they, they, that's, well, there's no, it is now. Yeah. But and so Tucson, I think. If you're out in the world and you think Tucson, Arizona, and you've never seen anything, you don't know anything about it, and the first thing you think is 
some scene you saw in Hidalgo <laughs> where we're all leading like thirsty horses to get water. Uh, it, it, it's so diverse. There's wine yeah. country an hour to the southeast. Yeah. There's a mountain, you know, northwest or northeast. You know, you go to any number of mountain ranges, Picacho Peak, you know, it's it's beautiful. Seven Falls during monsoon season. I mean, it is an it is an incredible otherworldly place. And it's it's nice. A little good combination of hard and soft. Mm-hmm. Without without taking itself too seriously. You don't have a lot of people in Tucson, Arizona saying they gotta put their face on before they go out. <laughs> you get a lot of that in New Orleans. You know. A lot of people, hey, let me put my face on, I'm going to Walmart. No. There are people, man. I guarantee it. Well, there are people like that anywhere. But uh, and work, I'm excited to go out there and visit. Go ahead. Right I, I I work next to a Walmart. I probably go into one three to four times a week. No one puts on their face to go to a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> no well, I just mean like uh, I'm excited to go out there and see. I've never been out there. You, you you've been because you were just telling the stories oh, yeah. that you don't yeah. remember. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but I've I never got a been. fun story about that. I'll tell you after the podcast too. <laughs> okay. Well, let me just turn the recording off. Why don't you just tell me? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I, don't I turned you. it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I still it. see that bar. Did no, I did it. <laughs> no, nah, you know what? You'd really love good, it, man. Mitch. It's, it, it sounds. It sounds like there's there's a lot you'll miss, but yeah, I'm excited for you. Like, what a great new chapter. Yeah, it is a new yeah, chapter. I mean, it's a new it's beginning, exciting. and it's it feels right, man. Like I'm finally at a point where I've said goodbye to Tucson in my own way. I finished up all my commitments for for those who I won't go into the whole story, but let's just say I stayed here because I told people I would finish things for them. And I wasn't going to leave until it was done. And I wanted to make sure I did. I kept my word and did the right thing. I mean, I made a little extra money, which is a positive for anybody. But it gave me time to say goodbye on my own terms, spend some quality moments with my friends like right now, and uh, to accomplish a few things that were important to me, like this table for Mitch, good friend, lasting evidence of friendship. And uh, I got to do my mother-in-law's uh floor concrete overlay floor that she's in love with that was a great way for me to give back and i learned a lot on that floor that i didn't know i could do and uh, i just put in my her son my brother-in-law's i made him a kit uh, ba- a bathroom countertop and redid his whole bathroom over a long period of time i just put the final piece on it today so pretty pretty good everybody's been left whole i did in the book yeah i didn't leave i didn't leave anybody wanting i didn't leave anybody with anything having to be done or having to be done by somebody else who wouldn't do it as meticulously. Sure. And uh and and I feel like I'm leaving with a clean conscience. I can now I can now accept that new beginning. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have felt good about it. Um I wouldn't have felt good about it in any other way. Which is kind of a lot of about if I had to I want to catch a moment here. If I had to explain myself as far as what I struggle with, I think my code is really based on a lot of old uh, ethics. Like, you know, I give a shit about character. I give a shit about honor. I really make my best attempts. I'm not trying to say I'm a fucking saint. There are plenty of times where I'm like, fuck that dude. Fuck honor. I'm going to fuck him <laughs> over. You know, but thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> certainly not a saint, but I'm very measured about when I break that out. If it's people and I'm, I, I aspire to be a good person. So that comes with really keeping that, commitment you know intent matters it, I, I it mean does, I, I know yeah. that there's the uh, like good good intentions pave the road to hell whatever but you know if you're trying if you're striving if you're you are on a path that is positive 
then there's something to be said for that. Some people just don't even give a shit about their path. So, no, no one's perfect, but I think you make you make great strides. Can I say the inverse of that statement is also motivational? Because I, I've said before often to people, and, and it's eye-opening for some, uh, but I firmly believe this, and, I, and when I say it to people to challenge their thinking, it tends to work. Uh, lack of intent does not provide absolution for responsibility. So it's like if, if even if you didn't intend for something, you can very clearly be responsible for things regardless of your intent. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when you think on that term, you're very careful about your decisions because you realize that there are contingencies and there are, um, you know, things that happen as a result. And there you, are repercussions you, regardless are. of your intent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so if, if I think that's a lot of what, um, you know, like. I had a uh, we have another friend of ours named Graham who I did a an elaborate shower install curbless shower install and we pretty much designed this thing for one person and for one person it worked exactly like you would want it to there's no curb there's no shower curtain there's no door and you could just walk in take a shower and you were fine multiple shower heads shower seat really really lush now if you bring another person into this shower with you and it's a curbless shower with no door and no curtain, well, water tended not to just go where it was supposed to. It got to places where it wasn't supposed to go. And he kind of felt like he was going to be taking a shower with more than one person more often than I guess we intended when we first <laughs> designed it. Well, so what are the activities in that shower when the water is getting other we're places. Not, we're not trying okay. to be gauche okay. here. Okay, we're not. We're not classless heathens. Ooh, ouch! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I obviously it was funny because my Brooke was like, "Just tell them to take separate showers and stop being perverts." <laughs> no, but where's so, the fun in that? Uh, right, right. So they wanted in this everything in this. And I'll give you a great idea. This tile that he bought ranged in color from from earthy colors to blues and things like that. I took every single tile and marbled them in color families together because it was the whole wall seven feet tall and about 12 feet wide. And I wanted it to not look like just this hodgepodge of quilted, like here's some beige and there's one awkward blue fucking tile and then there's, you know, it doesn't look, it just looks like somebody was trying to put it up as fast as possible. The way it looks, the way that I did it, it looks like a slab of granite was cut into, you know, 14 inch pieces. It all marbles together. Okay. And so, you know, when he comes in and says, I think I'm going to hire somebody to take up this part of the pan and put a, you know, a shower curb in and there's no way I was going to let it, you know, in some ways that's more my shower than his. You know, I'm like, there's no way I'm letting you just hire somebody to do this. OK. <laughs> and and just to give you an idea, I had to pour that shower curb. I poured it out of concrete. I didn't build it out of two by fours because it wouldn't have been the right size. And then when I poured the first one, I made it way too bulky and big. And when I put it in and looked at it, I was like, no, this won't do. And I literally trashed that fucking thing. I was like, I'm not going to need this piece of shit. I threw it away. And I poured one that was stealthy and low profile. And then I copied the pattern and did everything the right way and uh that kind of thing meant something to me right i didn't get paid what that job was worth doesn't matter i felt like it was my responsibility and he's 
it worked great. The text I got this morning where he was like, everything works perfect. Not even sure I'm going to need a door or curtain. Water's going everywhere it needs to. Happy. So apparently tonight is the first two-person trial. First-person oh. trial was a success. <laughs> two-person trial, we are waiting for results on the test. Yeah, we, we will find out, though. So, you know, it, it's just it, it was important to me to be able to do that, and I'm glad I was the one who did it. Because if I, as stupid as it sounds, if I would have seen it with some... Uh, you know, I would have. We get it. I would have been upset. <laughs> I would have carried it with me for years. We don't want some kind of like charlatan, like yeah. half-ass. I, I would have just wanted to wreck the whole thing. Would have been like some douchebag putting a monster energy sticker on a BMW. <laughs> yes, yes, you got it. Don't, don't, don't deface. Don't deface my creation. Don't deface art. Well, in that uh, house in particular, I've done every single room, every single spot in that house. I've redone the whole thing, so I had to do it. I'm glad it is one of those. There's one of those important things I had to get done before I I left Tucson. But I'm looking forward to. It. You guys are going to come visit. A lot of new beginnings there. A lot of new food to love. I mean, obviously it's New Orleans. I can go to Jamaica and the island of Saint Croix and have a good time. You know, <laughs> what get, is it? Just like a hop, skip, and a jump away. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So everything. We all like, those like kinds of pond places. Skippers, pond jumpers, pond hopper. Kind I of thing, have like. no idea about the lingo. I just know I'm going to do some of that stuff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to fishing. Are there mountains out there? You like? No. You like doing the hiking. I, mean, I there's do. There's nothing out there, right? There's nothing like quite like that. So, no. I mean, you'll do some fishing. It's it's much more lakes, rivers, and ocean. Yeah. Um, there is some bayou, which is like a half sunken forest, basically. Yeah. And and that's interesting, but it's not. It's not going to be like that stuff. Are you talking about those big uh, swamp boats? Like a fan boat? Like, yeah. yeah flatbed you, fan you boat? Ride, ride some of that shit? Yeah, you can go out there. Fun. Ah, that's pretty fun. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I am looking forward to being able to go fishing. Cool. I'm looking forward to being closer to family in general. I have a, a whole family fantasy football league that I, I use to keep all the kids, <laughs> like all the nephews and nieces all together and talking and stuff. This brings up a good point. How many leagues are you going to be in this year? Actually, before I answer that question, <laughs> let oh me tell God. you, because you, he'll be shocked with this. I formally retired from my big money fantasy football league. I quit it. Why? Because <sighs> it was going to be too much commitment. It was too much time. I actually had to give something up. And that one was the one that was the crazy one with all the rules and Ladies all the and money. And our friend Charlie is growing as a person. Uh, oh God, I can't. I thought you were going to do the whole. Uh, I'm glad you didn't use the other word. Growing as a person is acceptable. As an adult, is that the other word? Worse, he knows where he knows oh, where he's about to. He's about to unleash. <laughs> don't it. use it. Don't I actually unleash it. Don't, don't know where you're really? going. I thought oh, you were going to say he's finally growing up. I was going to be like, oh, oh fuck I'll you, grow up, grown up. No, no, I had I had one fantasy football league that. I really enjoyed, but it was way too much. Yeah. Way. The stuff we do is casual and fun, and you don't have to know stuff. The one that I'm talking about was you had to know everything. Cutthroat. Yeah. You, it was serious. Lots of money, too. Everything cost money. So it wasn't just in the name. It wasn't just big money as a name. No, it, it was. Actually, it's big money. It was big commitment. Yeah, big commitment. And big you money. could win big. I mean, you could win yeah. like 2500 bucks. Wow. There you but go. you could lose like. 500 bucks. Yeah. You know. Jews ain't worth the squeeze. Did you say Jews ain't worth no. the squeeze? Because that <laughs> sounded anti-Semitic as fuck, man. Jewish. Oh, 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 juice. Did that, or, juice. Or does that originate in uh, The Girl Next Door? <laughs> it does. One of my uh, favorite sayings. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Because I didn't love know that, that movie. Came to, oh, it's fantastic. It's great. I, I use that word too often, but that movie was really uh, enjoyable. Although it, the it, juice <laughs> worth the squeeze. I do have to say the idea of like a twisted T-shirt with a hipster Hitler wearing a Jews ain't worth the squeeze <laughs> T-shirt does sound pretty funny. <laughs> like a yellow shirt with a palm tree on it or something. I, I hate to use the word meme, but I th- uh, a meme I saw on the internet maybe 10, 15 years I am years not ago. anti-Semitic. I just have a weird sense of humor, and I thought that would be funny okay. looking. <laughs> it's not. It's disrespectful. I don't mean okay, it. I'll just edit that out. But it's pretty funny. <laughs> this picture, meme, whatever I saw, it was equal parts funny and horrific. I'll tell you a fun story about that in a second, too. <laughs> okay. Um, it was someone dressed their child up, like their three-year-old, as Adolf Hitler. Oh, no. Drawn on a mustache and everything, and he had a sippy cup in his hand, and the caption said, I have eliminated all the juice. <laughs> yeah. Notice how Charlie's the only one actually laughing at this horrific thing. <laughs> it's It's punny. It is kind of it's, punny. Now, a, a moment ago, Charlie was jokingly making sick hiles in my direction. <laughs> there's a funny story about that. It's about a. It's month. not a joke. I wasn't. I was. So, just, just a little setup here. About a month ago, I tore up my shoulder in a jujitsu class. Brake fall went wrong. Collarbone slammed into my shoulder blade. Not very fun. Thankfully, it's pretty much all better now. But uh. You know, I had some range of motion problems for a while, and I would just try and stretch it out at work. Is that what you've been doing back here? Yeah, that, that, that's what I've been stretches. doing. Just yeah. Okay. So originally, one of the stretches the doctor told me to do was extend the hand, turn the palm up, and just raise it up. Just stretch the joint out the. Ra- raise the roof. Raise, raise it the up. roof. Drop the mic. But the problem is, I was at work the other day in the break room having lunch, and I started doing it with the palm down. <laughs> got some looks from the people that i was having lunch with and uh had to stop that real quick that was a little embarrassing i haven't gotten called to hr yet i think i'm in the clear okay good yeah. job yeah what a small little detail can change so much so just yeah. just so i don't bring any any bad wind or omens our way i just want to formally try to say uh i'm not trying to offend anybody of the jewish heritage that was just a yoke an image joke, a thought experiment. I'm sorry, but the idea of a T-shirt with that on it was just funny. Just like I've eliminated all the juices. It's funny. It's kind of funny. I bet Seth Rogen would laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. It's, it's like he's here with us. Yes, it would be. Oh, would my be. God. No, there, there's um, I'm excited about a bunch of it. I can't tell you. It's it's really good to be at this place right now. It's a, it's a neat, a neat spot to see everybody get to this. Uh, for me, leaving, everybody is in an interesting place in their lives. You know, um, Brando just moved out on his in his own place. He's got a lot of interesting things going on. We we talked about it in the last podcast. We got a lot of comments and curiosity about that, like uh, wanting to hear more about your uh, stabbing and things and. Uh, so sometime we should sit down and go into it again. Perhaps sometime. Perhaps. Okay. Yeah, you're going to Japan next year. I am going to Japan next to year. To seek out even even more training. Yes. Really? Yeah. That's pretty exciting. That's cool. I've got a friend who went to Japan, loved it. Loved it. Probably a week in rural Japan training with our headmaster, then a week in Kyoto doing tourist stuff. 
Before you know it, man, you'll be growing a long ponytail and making obscene action movies. So the problem is I can't grow a ponytail. Oh. Uh, when I was between jobs several years ago, I just said screw it and tried to grow my hair out, see if it would get long. Maybe I could do something with that. Different Did it style. just get big? It went Justin Bieber fro on me. Whoa, Bieber fro. <laughs> so after seeing that, I started getting my hair cut every three weeks. Can't do that. That's just, all right. Yeah. Not for everyone. Yeah. I want to bring it back. I want it back. I don't know that I can deal with the, the bad stages. I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. I cut it off in three phases, and I miss it. Yeah. Hair's all short now, which, I mean, I still look great, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to have Natalie come in here and take a picture of us around the table and the coffee cozy before we get out of here. Okay. Uh, because you do look great. Oh, well. You I was just playing. We need I was just talking shit. I was just talking some shit. Yeah. No, man, I'm glad you like it. I I, mean, I know this is kind of aimless, and we haven't really talked about anything concrete. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I said it. That's okay. No, but you yeah, know. Really it, You've been waiting all night to do that, haven't you? No. no? It just popped in the head. Mm-hmm. I had, I, now I want to say it a bunch. I want to use a bunch of references like that. But <laughs> Well, let's table that. Oh, and, <laughs> and what else do we got before we uh before we wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I I think the the last thing I'll say is this: it it is a huge uh uh part of what I like about the show, Mitch, is what you bring to it. You are a great conversationalist, which is a skill uh, and a honed skill set that comes with that is difficult and I work on it myself. I think I'm pretty good at recognizing that in other people. I think you create an atmosphere that people want to talk. I, and, I want them to talk and, it, and stories. I think that you could go so far with this and I think it's just a matter of content. You are inquisitive. You've got a journalistic mind about you. you you're great about giving people an open, for, open forum to speak and I just think that that's rare when you talk when you talk to anyone in a one-on-one conversation. But when you listen to podcasts, which I've been listening to more and more, you don't really hear that as much. You've got a a great way, and I enjoy it a lot. Thanks, you know, man. I've really had I've had a great time having you guys here. So, Thanks for having me on so, so often. So I, I hope fun. I hope to keep bugging you for it when you get your Skype set up. And we could oh, do we could do distant calls and stuff. I can give you updates from New Orleans. Yes, please. What's yeah. going on in Creole country? Hell yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, give me the latest on the, uh, you know, uh, Zydeco. Uh, well, you know what, man? You're g- this is the thing. When you come there, you will learn about uh, uh, Conservation Hall. Mm-hmm. And so in the 60s, a couple of musicians noticed that jazz was dying out in their area at the time. And they went and created Conservation Hall in the French Quarter to be a home and a forum and open concert hall. For musicians, just any musicians, from local to anybody. And constantly there's free music, live music, of all fo- of all forms being played there. So it starts there, and then everywhere are these little shanty bars that you go and find live music. We were there at a random October weekend, and we found our way into just a little restaurant that this trio was playing like 1940s jazz let me put this in a little more context if you don't mind please do uh, yeah so we, it's just this trio i think it was just uh what bass guitar yeah no just, uh, just stand-up bass 
drum kit, and a piano. That was it. And the person that was the lead singer of this and the, the pianist, you know, I put the mic, introduced the group and whatnot, and I swear to God, this guy looked dressed and talked just like Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. It was Dor- weird. Dorky That's glasses. Weird. The, the dorky glasses. I think he might have even had a sweater vest on too. Side part hair. He ripped it up. Ben Fold Five style man. No, 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 okay. no. Yeah. no l- allow me. He ripped it up. That man sat there at the piano, tickling them ivories and singing like Louis Armstrong. Yeah, oh. unbelievable. It was great. It was great, and we were just we just couldn't, you know. And you can find that any day. So I think I think it's a it's it's a special city. I'm proud to be from there. I think it's only recent that I've kind of realized that I've been taking things from there all around wherever I've lived. Mm-hmm. And so to go back is kind of a cool experience. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a great beginning. I'm excited about my wife being healthy and everything it means for me. Um, I'm excited to be able to do stuff like this table because I'm going to use it as a livelihood in the future. And uh, I'm going to miss you guys, but I'm going to make you come visit. So it'll be good. Just get a goddamn iPad so we can FaceTime. Maybe I got to get a PS4 first, <laughs> and then we can. We need to yeah. play some for honor. We can play some games. I'm an Apple whore. I probably got a spare iPad. I just <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll earn it from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, thank you, Mitch, for 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 everything, for humoring us, letting us talk, oh, letting it. us BS a little bit. It's really been good. I'm glad I got a chance to spend some time getting to know you, man. Really. Cheers. Grateful. Cheers to our empty glasses. Yeah, our empty a good, glasses. Way, to, good, good way, way to cut it off. Not, yeah. Good night, everybody. Exactly. I'll be back someday soon. Brando, thanks again. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yes, so we can get a commitment from you to come back. Anytime. Because, I mean, just because this guy isn't going to be here. We're gonna yeah, sit don't down let me stop some, you. We're going to sit down and chat some uh, Twin Peaks. We're going to chat some, we gotta uh, chat some, twi- we gotta chat some Twin Peaks. Yeah. You, know you guys should do some Twin Peaks shows, just oh, straight up. We, we will. Or some, some Lynch shows, because I finally sat down and watched Blue Velvet. Oh. <sighs> I felt so beautiful. dirty afterwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. The only thing that really scared me was Laura Linney's. Nope. Was that her name? Is? Laura, Dern. Laura Dern's crying face. <laughs> That's a thing to behold. But yeah. look, can't... how someone's face can get into that sort of. I don't know, man. Her mouth does weird things. Uh, you know what? It's Bella Rossellini. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been a dream girl for my whole life i'll never look at paps blue ribbon the same way again (laughs) (laughs) no no you won't but i mean you know those are think about that that's crazy that that movie was made when it was made 1982 i think yeah same year as blade runner i think there's so much we can talk about i could stay here for hours you know uh yeah i i I mean anytime any i hope to have uh, what i'm gonna pick your brain about is i want to get something like this going for myself Mm -hmm. i'd like to try to venture into doing a you know, a, a podcast where I can cover things I'm interested in because I have a diverse thing. I want Basically, to talk we're going to have more. Alex Jones 2.0 in the making. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's the interdimensional child molesters? Psychic vampires. <laughs> guy's a nut job, man. No way. How interesting. See, and that's where I actually, well, let's get out of here. Let's uh, we'll, we'll chat about that after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, there's there's a lot of things to cover. Uh, and every time I come back, yeah. man, I'll, I'll, I'll chat you up and I'll stop in maybe. We'll do a, maybe. something. Well, we got the over the Skype thing. We'll figure that okay. out too. And yeah, cool. And uh, that'll be out. Do it for tonight's uh, ramblings from the red room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some ramblings, yeah, but they're the, good ones, right? Good night, Mike ones. Snake. Thanks for answering the phone call. Yeah, thanks again to Mike for joining us tonight. And uh, you all have a good night out there. And uh, be safe. Enjoy what you got going on because 
Doesn't last forever. It doesn't, man. Check out the table online. You got to at the Twitter, the From the Red Room, and uh, check it out on iTunes. Check them Twitters. Check the twits. Check them Twitters. <laughs> it's all about them tweets. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Night. <laughs>